Amen. Aren't you thankful for that fountain that's been opened up this morning? Amen. We're not drinking from broken cisterns. You remember a prophet preached on broken cisterns, man-made cisterns that can't hold water. But there was a prophet that came in this generation that cleaved the rock of ages. And that water's flowing. I'd like to hear people say, Amen. That water's flowing, saints of God, and He's brought you amongst the nations, and He's brought you to His side, and He's washed you by His word. How great is our God this morning. Amen. It's not just a story. This message has made the Bible come alive. You take this messenger away from the Bible, the Bible's a dead book. You, you tell me, where's the Moses Exodus type? You tell me, where's the Joshua going into the new land type? You tell me, where's Elijah and on 400, on Mount Carmel with 400? Every type, this message types. Take it away and you got a dead letter. You should be thankful this morning for a living word. Amen. That's come through a mouth of a prophet in this generation. Good to be home. Nice to be amongst you all. Sister Sylvia, where are you this morning? There you are. God bless you at your post of duty. Sitting there with your daughter Nicole and Dwayne. Nice to see you. Susie here and her husband. No, they're gone already. Wonderful, wonderful memorial service. I thought as brother, I was saying brother John. So thankful for them stepping in. He did a marvelous job. I got it. We called home while we were away. We had a couple ways a week. Called home and and you know, I was thinking about the first of the year and how we had Brother Ron Spencer minister and how it's sort of like a shot in the arm and get the church moving, moving forward. And it was a great time. And then Brother Tim got home from India. He got the Indian report and I knew everything was going great. And I phoned home and I, one, I think it was Sister Ruth said, everything's fine. Murphy, John and Michael have stepped in. Everything's taken care of. I said, you mean I don't need to come back? You don't need me, <laughs> but I, I, oh, there's nothing like home. If we could take everybody wherever we go, that would be, that would be heaven. And that one day is going to happen. And we're just so thankful. Soldier went home to be with the Lord. My dear brother Hugh message, as I said to the people when I uh, came and just spoke a little, just a tiny bit and just said, I, I've got the recording, sister Sylvia. I even got it for brother Michael. He says, Dad, I want to hear what, what Brother Hugh said. Keep it coming, Lord. So he's going to record it for me, and we're going to have it arranged so that I can have that. We want to remember that. We miss that. Keep it coming, Lord. And so we mentioned that, and one of the brothers who grew up in the church, he's no longer here, but he's been gone probably 15 years, and he says, yeah, I, I'll miss that. Keep it coming, Lord. And the other brother said, he's been saying that for that long? So that will be missed. So somebody take his place, please, and help me preach. So we've had our different graduations over this last past little while. We've had our brother Luis Diaz go on before. We've had our brother Michael Hofer, brother Jason King, and now brother Hugh Message. There's quite a gathering going on right now. And that gathering is soon going to be completed when we all get changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And that is our part, and that is our portion, and that's what we live for. And uh, I'm going to speak a little bit about that if I can finally get to that spot. But uh, I'm thinking, they're, they're not sorry they're gone, let me tell you. 
We're, we're the ones that are sorrowing. I'm telling you that I'm there having a time of their life. And they're getting carried away, Brother David. They're getting really carried away. So we like to greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm happy to be home and happy to be amongst you. So I have a little thought on my heart that started when Joanne and I just got on the plane. I, I grabbed a couple of messages for, my, for myself and I started to think, uh, uh, Boak, the grace of God. And it's probably going to be a simple message. But God's hidden and revealed in simplicity. And many times we can delve into different things and our younger ones get lost and the vocabulary or the language of the message. But I, I took a favorite old message with me. It's right again now. It's called thirst. Thirst. What an incredible message. Now, Brother Branham, 1965, he's coming really down to the last of his, his ministry. And he's preached it already nine times. Thirsting for life, thirsting for life, thirsting for life, thirsting for life, thirsting for life. But why? Why, in the winding up time, was he going to take a message he hasn't preached for five years? And now he's going to preach a little message called thirst. And you thought you think, well, brother Tom, that's such a simple little message. Well, if you can get through it in one in one day, I, I, you're, you, to me, you're just reading. It's taken me time. It's taken me weeks to get through this message again, and I've gone through it, as you can see it. You can see it. It's just for years, forty years, over forty years. It's a wonderful thought, and it's deeper than we think, and it's what Satan fights the most. And so then, I want the young, I want daddies, high priests of the home, mummies, the fifth gospel. I want your children, I want you to, if they nod off or they get distracted, I want you to nudge them a little bit. Because the thirst, it doesn't matter how old you are. That thirst was given to you by Almighty God. And all Satan has tried to do through now through 6,000 years, coming down to the very last, is to try and take that thirst of God away. You can see it in every area. You can see it, whether it be in the science realm, whether it be in the entertainment realm, whether it be in the pleasure realm. doesn't matter what kind of realm we're talking about. Satan is trying to take the thirst, the God-given thirst, deposit it in you. And, and if, if I could speak like him, for a moment, if I could shout it out like a prophet shouted it out. See, sometimes, Brother Tom, you're loud. Well, then, 
compare me to the prophet because I'm not as loud as him. And at one place, and I'll get to it, and he screams out, How dare you substitute that thirst? And I thought, that's strong. But I went through then the different messages that he spoke, and he cried out the same way. How dare you substitute that holy thirst that God has given you for the things of God, and you substitute it with the simple things of the world that are going to decay and rot and pass away. But this thirst will take you to glory. So I want to ask you this morning, how important is thirst? People thirst for success. People thirst to be acknowledged. People thirst to achieve the great achievements of life. They thirst for it. They desire it. And they think that that's going to be their satisfaction. That's what they think. They think if I could just attain to that, that I'm going to be satisfied. You'll find it's bags with holes in it. And it will never satisfy you. There's only one person that's going to satisfy you. And that is our lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Which is the revealing of the Son of Man. Which is the Word Himself that is amongst His people today. And on that note, please let's stand. Matthew chapter 5. So it might not be um, maybe a preaching message, more of a, can I say, a little bit of a heartfelt thought. Matthew chapter 5, we will be reading at verse 1, and we will read to verse 11. And the title of this message is called Blessed. All. Blessed. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor. In spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemaker. For they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. When men shall revile you. Persecute you. Shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake. Blessed. Are you? May the Lord add his blessing now to the reading of his word. You may have your seats.
Where to start and where to finish. Each one of those blessed statements could be preached on for eons of time. Broken down and and it be very applicable to our lives. Without question. And even as I was studying this out, I thought, well, maybe I'm just going to go, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, because only those that are pure are going to see the the Lord Himself. And so, blessed are you. You're the pure in heart. And I thought, no, 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 let me just go back, back. The Biscoe told me something 40 some odd years ago. I said, because I was asked, actually, Brother Biscoe was out of town. I've never been asked to speak in my life. And Brother Roger Smith that assisted Brother Biscoe. And I worked with Roger in the radio broadcast, Brother Ed. And one day he phones me up and said, why don't you take a service? I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, I can't take no service. And I had to take a service. He says, oh, sure, Brother Tom, every time we get together, there's something you're telling me from this uh, message or the Bible that the Lord's made real to you. And just just speak, just speak what God makes real to you. I said, okay. So, you know, basically, what are you going to speak? What do you know? I know nothing. This is 40 some odd years ago. Still don't know nothing. And then Brother Bisco got home and I was asked again to speak. And I said, Brother Ed, I, I don't really have anything I can, I really can give the people. He said, Brother Tom, it's not getting and putting a message together that counts. What counts is speak from your heart. So my heart to your heart. I want to say you're blessed. You're a blessed people. You can take Matthew 5 and you can frame it and you can read it every morning and you can thank God for every time he says blessed. And I thought, Brother Ed reminded me and I had it down to greet the saints from China. Happy New Year. They were with us in our new year. (laughs) And now we're with them in their new year. Happy new year. God bless you. We love you dearly. We love what Brother Murphy and the work amongst the Chinese. I think it's glorious. You're blessed. Brother James, you're blessed. Sister Shirley, you're blessed. Brother Lou, Sister Lou, you're blessed. You say, well, Brother Tom, can you get off that word blessed? Well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to break it down in a couple of ways because I've spoken on it over the years and then I thought, well, I just want to see because there's obviously a deeper meanings for just words that we see in blessed. And if you read on the surface, blessed, as some commentators, and Adam, Adam Clark and different ones, they're, they're commentators at a certain level. There's all different Types of commentators, if you do some studies. Harrison, Brown, there's different ones that, that do, they delve in. Vines goes into certain things, and then there's other ones that get into the Hebrew and the, the Greek and the Arabic and the, and, and I'm not gonna go into that. But I'm just gonna go into, to one or two. As you continue to find out what this blessed is. 
You're blessed. See, let's go back. The Bible is an Eastern book. Right? The Bible's an Eastern book. We are Western culture. But the Bible is an Eastern book. And so then Brother Bram said we have to remember that there's Eastern customs laying in the Bible. And we have to remember that. They had their customs. And we being Western don't understand maybe some of those customs, but that's still laying in the Bible. So as it's a Bible, as the book is written, we understand the Bible is only written to one group of people. You. Many churches have the Bible in, in their churches and thousands of people have, millions of people have the Bible in their hand or on a shelf or on a, on a book stand somewhere. Many people have a Bible. Many people read what you read. But all in the blessedness and, and, and because of the word blessed, all these different verses that go hand in hand like a, a ladder going higher, higher, refer to the re- very reason of the word blessed. So you say, well, I can take the subject, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and, and preach on that. But there's another rung to the ladder and each step or each scripture needs that rung to get to. Like Brother Ram said, if you jump to a ladder and try to get on top of the top rung, you're going to tip over. You've got to take each step of the ladder. So let's hit the first rung. And maybe over the next little while, we'll preach on each rung as we go along. But at the first rung, let's start with blessed. And that's why I wanted to speak to you this morning. Blessed is not, and it, and of course it's been preached on, and not not I'm not against it. It's just that's that is a surface. There is a a word, and it's called blessed are you, or happy are you. You're happy because of circumstance, or you're happy because you've got some change in your pocket, or you're happy because the mortgage is being met. That is a circumstantial happiness. You're happy because of circumstance. I don't believe the Lord means that we're to be happy because of our circumstances. Because when circumstances go wrong, do you mean your happiness and your blessedness leaves you? Never. If you're blessed once, you're always blessed. So if you could say within yourself or maybe within your own heart this morning, Brother Tom, I'm going to take you at your word, what Jesus said, because he's only addressing his believers. He does not call serpent seed blessed. Can we understand that? He does not call serpent seed blessed. Only God's children are blessed. And if you're a child of God this morning, you should be able to lift up your voice and say, Praise God, I'm a blessed son and daughter of God. Because it hasn't been Brother Tom or any minister that's called me blessed. Jesus said, blessed are you. And God only blesses his seed. 
We've got that. So now, blessed means that you are blessed above then your worries. Oh, yeah, I like to take it. That's why it's from my heart to your heart. Have we had worries? Come on. Have we, have we had circumstances that have rattled us? You're still blessed. Because the blessedness that Jesus is referring to is beyond and above circumstance. It's above any worry that you'll ever have. I am a blessed child of God. Blessed. Blessed means above worries. Here's another definition for you. Those that are the blessed live in a different world. I thought somebody would stand to their feet and say, glory be to Jesus. I live in a different world. I walked around for two weeks. I'm in a different world. We can truly think this world's not my home. We're just a passing through. There's nothing here that's going to hold me. Nothing here that I long for. Heaven. Happy home above. Heaven. I don't know what you young people are living for, but you turn your eyes off your silly jobs and you get your eyes upon Jesus and look full in His wonderful face. The things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Your job will only give you money. And that works. You need it. To get you by day by day. But now we're talking about not a natural part of our living right now. We're talking about the soul. Those that are the seed gene of God. Live in a different world. Well, Brother Tom, what, what are you talking about? Well, there's the Kenora virus now. It used to be the H1N1. And then it was another virus. And Brother Ram said years before that, he said there'll be diseases that they have not known will come upon the earth. But I tell you what, you get inoculated one time by the Holy Ghost Himself. Amen. That's a power that will withstand anything. The gospel came in power and demonstration. It did not come in word only. That's why we're blessed. We walk in a different world. People are walking around with masks on their face, worried about a virus. Saints of God, we've either been inoculated or not. We're not going to be stupid and be around, walk around with a bunch of virus people. But we're going to walk in faith knowing. I live in a different world. I've been called blessed of God. It's incredible. How things go on in life. And 
And Brother Branham says so many things. He says, let me get, let me get the quote exactly. He says, remember church, you're living in the best days that you can ever live in. It's right now until Jesus comes. It's rapidly getting worse and worse. Do you read the message? Are you absorbing your life in the message? If you're reading the message, you will find out these things don't worry me. It's going to get worse and worse. It does not worry me. Because then the God that's in me is going to get better and better. The word of God's going to get stronger and stronger. God has never been defeated. And this message will never be defeated. This message is Jesus Christ. People flee from it. Hey, my sheep hear my voice. A stranger, they shall not follow. Only God's sheep hear God's voice. Blessed are your eyes, for they, blessed are your, for they, you're blessed. Can you say I'm blessed? I'm a blessed person this morning. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Everybody read the rapture message. The Lord himself shall descend with a shout and the voice and the trump of God. We don't sing the song like they sang it in the 1800s. We sing it as a living testimony. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And that children should be told that at the breakfast table. We are living in the coming of the Lord. Just like they did in the days of Israel. There's going to be a deliverer. There's going to be a deliverer. Abraham was told 400 years. There's going to be a deliverer. There's going to be a deliverer. Then one day that deliverer came. Amen. Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet. Thousands of years went by. God sent Elijah the prophet. Amen. Our deliverer has come. And we're on the march. Remember, it's going to get worse and worse. When Russia goes down there to get the oil, look out. Look out. That's all she needs. That's what the prophet said it would do. And we're ready for it then. So I just got home. And this was sitting on my news feed. United States. See that there? Did anybody else get that feed? Listen, you should put Israel as your feed. You make Israel your time clock. Right there it says, there's the standoff. U.S. troops block Russian forces from capturing the Syrian oil fields. When Russia goes down. It didn't say the Soviet Union. And Brother Branham never said Soviet Union. When it was the Soviet Union. So a prophet is telling us. There's indicators happening. But saints. I'm not worried about World War 3. I'm not worried about the bombs falling. Because Jesus told me. Blessed are you. 
Blessed are thee that thirst after righteousness, for you shall be filled. Thirst is a great thing. Blessed are they that thirst. And now you can see so quickly how business can captivate a person's mind where they don't even have a moment's time to think about eternal life. Consumes their mind. It doesn't matter. You go to Disney World. You can go anywhere you want a pleasure. And they are locked in. Focused. They're locked into their world. And I can walk around and say, I'm locked into my world. They're absolutely immersing themselves. They're dressing like what they want to be like. And I thought, how stupid. Joe and I thought we'd get away for a couple of days and we, and we went into the Epcot Center and went different, uh, world, they call them worlds. And we walked in this one world and there's these guys walking around in monk robes. And I go, man, there's a lot of monks around here. But find out it's a Star Wars deal. And I thought, how perfect. They're living amongst their stars. And I'm living amongst my stars. Brother John read that quote, and I I love that quote. I, I think I mentioned it years ago. I've been living too long amongst the stars. From Ephesus to Laodicea. Too long to fear the night. Too long now to fear what's coming on the earth. You're young people, and you want a future. The only future you've got is Jesus Christ. I was 21, Joey, when I was your... I, I'm, I, you're not even 21 yet, are you? What are you? 17. you got four years to catch up to me. 21. At 21, the only thing that I thirst for, Jesus. Amen. Jesus. So don't tell me, young people, that you can't have a thirst for the things of Jesus Christ. And I had a thirst way before that. But it was then God came by my way. The thirst was from a little boy. Where's God? Where's God? And you're sitting here and God is here. Service after service. I say, God, awaken every thirst here. Only the blessed will thirst after the things of God. What about my future? Future home. What about my future? I got a new body. That's the future you need to be concerned about. Not who you're going to marry or what's going to happen to me when I retire. I don't even know. As I said a few months ago, I don't even know whether I got tomorrow. I don't know. My card's pulled. It's pulled. The only people are going to be sorry is maybe my wife and my family. Maybe the odd person here. But after two weeks, Joanne will go on. My family will go on. But I'm going to be in heaven. I want you to understand that. We don't live for this world. We live for the next world. That's why Martin Luther says, I only live for two days. This day and that day. If we could live like that kind of model this day 
I live for this day. But I live for that day. So this day I live for that day. Everything else will take care of himself. Our God's a great God. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, saints of God. He can take care of any need you have. Do you feel blessed this morning? We live, the definition is, we live in another world. Blessed are the pure in heart. Now you understand. Blessed are the pure in heart because they don't live for earthly things. They live for another world. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after the They live for another world. They're living for another world. Blessed. It goes on to say, blessed, Tom. Blessed, not because now of circumstance, but blessed because you live for another world. But then it goes very much deeper in, you're blessed because you're already indwelt by God. That's Bible. Message has to line up with Bible. You are a gene thought of God before the foundation of the world. So Jesus, when he was saying, blessed, John, he was saying, blessed are you because you're indwelt with God and such is the kingdom of God is yours. The indwelling presence of Jesus Christ. There is a thirst. There is a thirst that lays deep within. Can you turn then to the scripture very often quoted? John chapter 4. John chapter 4. How many know a thirst? It doesn't matter. There, there, there can be people. And this is not, it's not wrong. They, they have, they have something in them that drives them to be something. Right? Drives them to be something. Some people are, are driven to be a teacher. They're just driven. They got And I, I know, I know what that's like. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be, I loved children. I helped handicapped children when I was 16. Free. For those three parks and recreation. It's because I just wanted to help children. And so there's there's something in us that drives us. Drives a nurse to be a nurse. If you're not called to be a nurse, you are going to get grossed out. <laughs> Let me tell you. They are a special kind of people. Doctors. They're driven. They're driven. They're driven to be that. But I want to bring it into this realm and this world. That we are blessed in. That live in another realm. We're driven. We're driven to eat the book. We're driven to consume ourselves with the message. We're driven to eat the Bible. We're driven by it. That's what we live by. The Holy Ghost, he said, feeds off the Bible. You say, ah, brother Tom, I've got the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Ghost feeds off the Word. Feeds off the word. That's where we hunger for. And the message makes that Bible alive. 
It's alive. John chapter 4. Here's a woman that thirsts. Because she was going to the well, not because she wasn't thirsty. They needed water. But then she ran into Jesus. And we all know this story. Jesus left his disciples to meet this woman. He said it needs to go by Samaria. And I remember that was probably one of my, 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 I think either my second service I ever preached. And I thought, I preached, could anything good come out of Nazareth? Could anything good come out of Cloverdale? And then took the scripture, he had needs to go by Cloverdale. He had needs to send the word of God to Cloverdale because there was some seed that needed water. Hallelujah. You've got to live in that realm too, saints. God sent his word to you. And that seed needed watering. It needed the right atmosphere, he said. It needed the right ground. So God sent the message to you. Because there was something in you that was thirsting. I'm thirsting. Thirsting. Like the little woman at the well, she recognized it. It did something for her. The Sadducees never saw it. The Pharisees never saw it. Maybe the the more uppity up people never saw it. But the Bible says the common people heard him gladly. And the disciples even wonder, what's he talking to this Samaritan woman for? Listen, saints, I don't know what your condition was. But all I know, if you are elected seed of God, this message is going to come to you. And it's going to ignite that seed within you. They never saw it, Brother Brown said. They didn't see it. But it did something for her. And then he goes on to say, now the experience that was happening... And this is what I love. He said the experience of that Messiah being there with what was happening brought Messiah to her. And I trust you can say in this presence right now by this experience and by this scripture it is bringing Messiah right to you right now. Messiah. You say, well, what is Messiah? I'll get into that very quickly, I hope. She recognized it where thousands, if not millions, missed it. He wasn't just a carpenter. He wasn't just a food giver. He wasn't just a miracle worker. He was Messiah. He was Almighty God. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Who do you say this message is? I want to ask the balcony, and I want to ask you right now. It's not just another message. This message is Jesus Christ. And it's here to quench your thirst and to satisfy the longing of your soul. It's not to make ministers ministers. 
Christmas. It didn't come to make a nice church and have the greatest pastor on the face of the earth. That's not what this message came for. This message came to catch a bride and carry her away. Not for you to sit in your same seat and raise your hand, clap your hand. Wasn't that a good message? Thank you again. We'll come tonight. That's not what the message for. There's a thirst to see him move amongst us. There's a thirst, Jerry, to see daughters delivered. Come on. There's a thirst to see the Holy Ghost move amongst this church. Not just sit back and nod your head, but pull on the word and... Listen, if they can act like goons and look like goons... Don't you daughters ever be ashamed. Don't you ever be ashamed. They wear costumes. They look ridiculous. 50 year old men. Joanne and I looked at each other. He's 50. Acting like a kid. In some make believe story. And you're worried about acting like a son of God. In reality, you are living in reality. Thirst. Something take away your thirst. Situations take away thirst. Hardships take away thirst. Brother Bram said at one place, he said, you know what? Don't look at that like that. Please, people always blame God. Why is this happening to me? Why don't you ever blame the devil? Why is God doing this? He is not doing this to you. He wants you blessed. He wants you to prosper. But he will allow. Sure, he will allow because you might be going a certain way and God wants to pull you down track and he just pulls back a bit, lets Satan at you a bit, not to curse God, but to look up to him and say, Jesus, deliver me. I'm blessed. Deliver me. I am a blessed person. Bless me in my health. Come on. You didn't need healing. Stand to your feet. My God can meet your need right now. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on you. You take that spoken word. By his stripes, I am healed. Just give him a wave offering. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have your seats. God bless you. Healing mine. Deliverance is mine. I live in a different world. Hell has pressed its borders, but heaven is here. 
Don't you worry, heaven's here. We live in another round, Brother Lou. Another round. Weirdo, 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 weirdo. Hey, they call me a weirdo. You see, here's, I got a word in here where Brother Bramwood calls him a real doozy. Yeah. Should we ever be ashamed of this gospel? Never. Never. Look what this gospel's done. People have walked away and look where they are today. Then they want to come against what you believe. And I want to be like them. Forget it. As a dog to its vomit. And a pig to its wallow. That's where they go. But I'm going up. They want to come against this message. You know why? It's Satan. They don't want you to live victoriously. They don't want you happy because they're miserable. This message makes us happy. Doesn't matter what circumstance come, circumstance go. I live in a different realm. I live in a different world. Brother Branham says, just a minute. I have to come out of that world to come into this world. What was he trying to do? Pull us. Come on, Ben. He's trying to pull us. Into that world. Hallelujah. So let Russia come down for the oil. It's been prophesied it would. Things are happening. But then Satan comes. To get your thirst. Try to take it away with life. I want you to make a declaration this morning. Satan, my prophet told me that was a God-given thirst. Given by God. And God doesn't take away something that he gives. If he has given you a thirst, he can't take away that thirst. All Satan will try to do is pervert the thirst. That's all he wants to do is pervert the thirst. Just get a little lukewarm, come to church and, you know, be, you know, be in my position, pay my tithes and if you do, you should. If you haven't, you're, shame on you. You're just a church goer, just a Laodicean. That's, that's all Satan wants you to be. He wants you to be lukewarm, miserable, blind, wretched and miserable. That's what he wants you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. God wants you to be on fire. God wants his children to walk as sons and daughters of God. Driven by thirst. Driven by thirst. They couldn't recognize it. The Pharisees couldn't recognize it, Mary. The Sadducees couldn't recognize it. The Herodians couldn't recognize it. The religious people couldn't recognize it. But here is a woman that has been with five men living with another man. You and I probably would walk on the other side of the street, Brother Branham said, if you saw her walking to the water to get some water. You don't want to be at the same well as her. But Jesus welcomed her. Jesus welcomed her. I like Brother Branham goes, he needed the seventh one. She had lived with five, was with the six, but Jesus. Amen. We lived in our adulteries. We lived in our fornication. But then Jesus came. Hallelujah. 
We are the elected, predestinated seed gene of God. That's why he could call you blessed. I am blessed. Now you're seeing differently. I am blessed. Oh, every day that I live, I am blessed. Why? I've got the seed gene in me. I got that thirst in me. It was God given from the foundation of the world in me. Satan, you cannot pervert this now. I've heard a word on Sunday morning. I'm going to cut that perversion out of my life. I'm going to cut that away. I just started thinking as I was watching these people walk by, what was consuming them. I wish I had my iPhone on me. I don't even know how people walk these days. It's like they're staggering drunk men. Thousands. And I said, 10 years ago, what did Apple? Apple's only been around, what, 10 years? 11 years? Something like that. What did they do then? They probably talked to people. But it's called a distraction. Use it for the kingdom I'm with you 100%. Use it for your gaming. I'll shoot it to pieces. You won't find a game on my phone. You won't find a game on my iPad. You won't find a game on my computer. It's a waste of time. We've only got a limited amount of time. And it takes time to be holy. Takes time and dedication. Takes time. Try and catch that hour of prayer. Try and get that and you'll get every disruption possible. Get knocks on the door. You'll get bells ringing, phones buzzing. Brother Bram said the mosquitoes one time. Remember uh, Sister Carter? And the testimony is in praying for Sister Carter. And there he said the mosquitoes were buzzing and everything like that. He said that was the devil trying to distract me. He said, I said, Lord, take those mosquitoes away. Distractions go. Amen. He, had a, he was on a higher course. Because there was a little girl for nine years thirsting. Mommy didn't want Brother Branham in the house. Daddy didn't want Brother Branham in the house. But that little Carter girl, she wanted deliverance. I don't care about mother or my daddy. I care about Jesus. My dad said, stay away. My mom said, have nothing to do with it. Did that stop me? Why? We're driven by thirst. If your daddy don't want this, your mother don't want this, you as young men, you better want this. You say, you preaching against parents and Satan will raise up and say, are you preaching against parents and, you know, not respecting their parents? Listen, say, I'll respect the parents if the respect, parents respect the word. That's where my respect ends. You don't respect the word? Sorry. Unless you're willing to forsake mother, father, sister, brother, you're not worthy of me. Hmm. That's getting pretty close to home, isn't it? But if you do, what did he promise? What did he promise? Look around the room. Look what he promised. Brothers, sisters, mothers. Fathers. 
You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. And I'm telling you, young people, my heart is out to your heart. And I'm preparing for this nurse, this little message. Because I'm wondering, where's the thirst gone? I want to know what the next song is. Half the people that sing these crazy gospel songs, if you looked into their lives, you'd go, what on earth am I listening to? What kind of lives do they live? I used to come to church and come up a little stairs, brick cement stairs painted green or and hear that tape already playing only Billy. <laughs> I thought, oh, that sounds so lovely. Well, I know, I'm, I'm just a nobody. But it caused such a thirst and a longing to hear what that only belief had to say. Amen. He said, the angel loved that song. I love that song. Only believe, because we used to play tapes. Only believe. That's what I've been birthed in, saints. That's what I long for. I don't want a nice church. I had the quote. You know, I, I last night I thought, you know, I have carried... As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I've carried that for years, years and years. In different uh, outreach messages I've preached. And I thought, you know, I, I, I love that. Where Brother Brown said, say, I just don't want to settle down to sheep herding. I don't want to settle down to sheep herding. He said, I want to cross over. He said, there's a thirst to go to another land. He said, I'm under a Joshua commission. He says, just like Joshua went into that land, he came back to tell him, the land is good. We had a Joshua in this day go beyond the curtain of time to let you know that land is good. A 91-year-old woman hugs and says, my precious brother. He said, she didn't look 21. What can I say, Brother Twain? The land is good. Thirst for that land. Thirst for that land. Yes, sir. So I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna grab that message this morning. I got a, I got a cupboard full of my message books and, and my messages and things. I thought, ah, it takes a lot of time to go through because now all the numberings have changed and everything's on digital and I know, I know brothers use digital and I'm still the old book story type. So I thought, oh, I, I just can't do it. I, I just don't have the time. I'm running out of time. And I thought, ah, oh, would have loved to have had as I was with Moses. So shall I be with you. I'd love to get that. Because there's a quote in there that I love to read. And then I thought, oh, don't have the time. I opened my Bible in the pastor's study. And it's on the inside of my Bible. I said, how 
kids had to get there. Put it down to coincidence, I guess. How did he get there? Well, I might as well read it, right? I had a desire for it. And however it got there, it got there. See if I can read it. He said, God called ministers not to be so stuffed out with theology, but have visited that land. And I just thought, Lord, I need to visit that land more often. I need to come back from that land to keep on telling it's good land. But we've had a Joshua go across the land. He said, go there. Bring back evidence of its divine love and power of Jesus Christ to make known to their congregations that there is a land. (laughs) Young people, there's a land beyond the river that they call the sweet forever. God's caught away four of our brothers to let us know there's a land waiting for us. There's a land waiting for you and me. It could be at any time. It could be at any moment. It could be before tonight. But is your thirst thirsting? Blessed people, are you thirsting for that land? I'll just wind down here. Just been an hour. Listen, David thirsted. And always it got me pondered. I hope pondered, pondered. David Thurston, three wonderful men said, the king needs a drink. The king's desire was their very command. So the king's command was their very desire, whatever you want to say. So they cut, Brother Ram said, 15 miles of Philistines. Brother Norm, that's a long way. That's almost, Mike, is, is Abbotsford 15 miles away? Close, something like that. I don't know how far away. Clearbrook, I don't care. Long way. You gotta walk. No car. And you got 15 miles of Philistines, you gotta get to the well. You gotta get to Bethlehem, get to Bethlehem. They got the water and then they had to carry the water and fight on their way back. They were waiting for them. So it was harder to get back than it was to get there. Because once they got there, they got the water, they brought it back and David took that water. And his body, Thirsted. But you know what David did? I mean, I know you all know what David did. You know what David did? He poured it on the ground. And Brother Bram said, there was a deeper thirst than this body thirst. He said, there's a better, there's a deeper thirst than just coming to church, Bethlehem church. He says, there was a deeper thirst than David. And that's why he said, Oh, my soul longeth after thee, the living God. So he offered that water not to satisfy his flesh, but he offered the water to satisfy his soul because it was a soul offering to God. May you not come to church just for a handshake or a 
praise the Lord time or maybe some songs be sung. May there be a soul thirst to God that you could pour out your life to Him. Say, my soul thirsteth after thee, the living God. And any spirit that tries to take that thirst away is of the devil. I'll lay it down right now. Anything that tries to stop you from getting closer to Jesus Christ is of Satan. And this morning on the authority of the word of God, I rebuke him. I rebuke the devil. This church is not just going to be a church. This is a church that's going to be alive. I just come to church and say our amens and do our duties and then go. No, we want a church where the Holy Spirit feels free to breathe on us. Feels free to move on us. To let the supernatural start taking place amongst us. Hallelujah. And I know it's already been happening. I know it's been started for months. But Lord, we want more. We want more. I love Sister Eleanor. I gave you a little testimony not too long ago. Here I was preaching. I don't know what I was even preaching on. Sister Eleanor is a braid is a silver dollar. She is right there. She's standing beside my, my, my car and I rolled down the window. She said, Brother Tom, I came into church. I had this problem. After you finished preaching, I walked out of church. It was all gone. I said, that's the way it works. Why? Because your body does not want the sickness. And it's Satan trying to take away your joy. But now you're blessed. You live in a different realm. You live in a different world. Amen. You're indwelt by God himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church. Are you listening church? As I was with Moses. The church of the living God can be reckless. I'm looking at you, Darren. You're right. Looking square at you. The church of the living God be reckless and fearless. Amen. In faith. We're, if we're pointed the right way. As I was with Moses. Come on, we're living in this world. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. We are under this Joshua commission. I will be with you. I will not fail you. Nor will I forsake you. He never forsook him. He never failed Moses. He will not fail Joshua. And he will not fail you. Can you say amen? That's the realm I want to live in. He said, but brother, the real church of the living God has no forms. No creeds. It's led by the power of God that's in every individual's heart. Blessed. Blessed. 
Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst. Why? Because you've got an indwelt presence. Brother, the real church of the living God has no form or creed. It's led by the power of God in every individual's heart. Don't argue with Mount Seir. They had to leave the Moabites alone. Don't even talk to them. That's all their deep is calling for. That's why they wanted to settle on this side. But I want to cross over, he said. Just pass by your brethren. Don't say nothing to them. Give Esau his mountain. Let them live the way they want to live. Yes, sir. But for you who believe, why don't you just lift up your hand? I'm addressing you this morning at the closing of this service. To them that believe. You who believe. Oh God. To you who know there's something in you. There's a deep in you. And your deep now cannot be satisfied. And stay where you are. Now this is what he's saying. That deep in you cannot be satisfied for where you are, Ryan. You say, well, I got to walk with God and I come to church and I'm a good man. You're a young boy. God wants warriors. God wants sons of God. It's not, oh, I've come here finally and I've made it. Saints, we made it when we're over there. We made it when we're over there. You're going to fight to get over there. People say, huh, when I get married, it's all over. Let me help you. We've got about four or five coming up. Saints of God, if you don't got to walk now, you won't have a walk then. Or it'll be harder to have a walk then if you don't have a, barely have a walk now. Because she'll be trying to tell you to do this, do that, and do this, and do that. But you got to have a backbone. Oh boy, I might get myself in trouble now. But you got to have a backbone. You got to have a prayer closet. You got to have some place where you can get alone, read your Bible, pray. That's right. And I found it so. And as Brother Michael said, I think he preached while I was away. This works. And it's worth it all. You're not just sloughing along and just, just, just going along and you're happy-go-lucky. We press the battle. And the violent take it by force. I'm not satisfied with where I am right now, he says. It's not to be satisfied with where you are right now. I can't be satisfied, he said, with a good church. I can't be satisfied with a good campaign. I can't be satisfied with a little healing service. And if anybody could, he could. If anybody could, he could. Who stood at the pulpit for hours upon hours. Just laying hands and miracles taken by. He said, but that doesn't satisfy me. That doesn't satisfy me having just a healing surface. There's something beyond that. 
That's calling. So let them alone. Go on through. Don't argue with them. Just keep passing because you are going to another land. There is a land of milk and honey. There is a land where you won't need money. Just keep marching on. Let that hunger, let that thirst drive you. And don't let no perverted love story book. I don't know what people watch today. And I know what people read today. I used to go to a bookstore. and Now I guess on the internet you can get anything you want. And your mom and daddy will never know what you read. Never know what you're looking at. Never know. But just remember this. God always knows. And God... Listen, you're a mirror whether you like it or not. You're a mirror. And where you are in your countenance even. You can put on a phony smile. I can tell a phony smile a mile away. You can put on a phony smile. You can put on like you're happy. It's a facade. There's only one satisfaction. And brother, I, God help me. I'm sorry for laying down so, being so slow in my preaching. But there's only one satisfaction that's ever going to satisfy you. And that is the person, Christ Jesus. And Brother Bram said, that is the manifested word of the hour. That's the only person that's going to satisfy your thirst. And now you know why Satan fights you so hard getting in the message. Because the only satisfaction to a believer is Christ the Word. Manifested. And He can try and stop you through many avenues. But now we're seeing inside the tent of the enemy. And we're exposing Him. And I want Him exposed in your life. And I desire that that soul call. Brother Brown said in thirst. How is your soul calling this morning? Is it calling for more of God? Or are you satisfied for where you're at? The question is not for me to answer. It's for you to answer that question. Has something tried to cause you to thwart or pervert the holy thirst to drive you to Canaan's land? To that Holy Ghost land. To the land beyond the river. To a new body chain. Is there something trying to stop you this morning? Why don't you nail it down in your own life? Because you yourself know. What's been hindering you. From fulfilling the thirst. Of your own soul. Why don't you stand to our feet. He said, that's my desire, brethren, is to see my church cross over into another land. A desire to move to the other side. If there's something in you here first calling there, there will be something to respond to that call. And I want to ask you as a church, is there something here calling for there? 
then there will be something that will answer that call. Sister Ruth, how is your thirst this morning? Nice to see you. God bless you. I want you to answer your own the question to yourself. How's my thirst this morning? Has my job taken it away? Has the entertainment taken it away? Have my ambitions taken it away? What's taken it away? It just where you just want to burst out and glorify God. And thank Him for His goodness and His love and His mercy. Just lift up your hand if you want. Say, Lord, come and quench. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. There is a land I want to go to, Lord, and I don't want to be stuck in this perverted world. You say, it's not real to you. Well, why don't you lift up your hand and say, Lord, make it real to me. Why don't you just be honest with your heart? There's only two places. You can ask Brother Hugh or you can ask Brother Luis Diaz. Where are they? They're living in a land. They're not being tormented. There's only two places, friends. Brother Bram said, I'm not satisfied in a good campaign or a healing service. I want to bring my church over to that land. My hands lifted also. Sinner friend. Brother Bram said in one message and thirsting for God, he said, why don't you just lift up your hand and defy gravity? That will just so almighty God that you got a desire for the things of God. It just make a big difference if you just lift up your hand to him and say, Lord, I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I just need you. Oh, fill my cup, Lord. Bram said emotion won't do it. Jumping up and down won't do it. <clears throat> Running up and down the floor won't do it. Just, just trying to be good won't do it. 
But until you meet that person, that satisfying portion, that's something that takes every fiber in your body, not by emotion, but a satisfaction that that Jesus comes into your heart and you meet him as a person and he becomes everything to you. The brand then cries out, stay with the word, stay with the word, stay with the word. Heavenly Father, with our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. We see and we walk around this world and we see what they thirst and they long after, Lord, and it's so empty. So unfulfilling. It's just there for a fleeting moment, for sin is pleasurable for a season, a season only. But this life in Christ is eternal. It's forever and ever and ever. And so, Lord, just this broken up little message this morning coming home. Just knowing as I was flying away, Lord, there's been a thirst deposited. It didn't come from man. It came from God. No one can stand before you, Lord, and say that there was no thirst for God he said every man thirsts but only the seed gene thirsts after you after you the true and living word Lord I pray you'll deal with every heart every life all our young people and elders alike Not satisfied where we're at now, at this junction of time. But there is a passing over, Lord. A going over. Let us press to this prize. And press we shall, Lord, with all our heart. May this blessed presence that is with us now, may it rest upon us, Lord. If you're dealing with those and they need to linger behind, let them linger. May Satan's kingdom suffer a great defeat this morning. Him being exposed, Lord. Knowing that Satan would only try and pervert a thirst. But it's only this clear, cool waters of life that can truly satisfy the longing of every thirsty soul. Bless those, Lord, that have been honest in heart. For they indeed shall see God. I ask that your presence go with us now. Comfort those that need comforting. Strengthen those that need strengthening. And deal with those that need dealing, Lord. We look forward to this evening. Brother John Andy's ministering. We pray you'll anoint him for service, we ask. In the precious, precious, holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm.